I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there too. But I've run out of time. Absolute Radio. Diddle dom 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 Yes, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, um, th- those prawns and bananas that you get in Pick and Mix, what is the technical name for the substance that they're actually made out of? That's what I'm thinking. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm in a small studio. I'm with Alan Cochran, also known as the Cockerel. <laughs> And guess what? <laughs> She's back! I am. I've returned. Emily Dean has returned to the show at last. Oh, thank you, Frank. Um, now, it's really, it's lovely to be back, and it's lovely to see you boys, and I've been off, as you know, and my, my family and I have had quite a difficult few months, but... I've really missed the show, and I'm I'm just so glad to be back, and it's good to be back in my chair. Well, it's great to have you, and uh, does this mean you haven't been listening? That's 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 what I'm getting from this. <laughs> if I can help by recapping things that we've covered previously, I I shall throw them in. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, well, various we, things. We can start off with one of those those bananas you get in pick and mix. What, what is that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. You suggested marshmallow, <laughs> no. but no way. I no didn't way say is that marshmallow. It was marshmallow. I just thought it might have a mallow in the ingredients. Well, in the word. It's yeah. too sturdy. I mean, there's actually quite a, a firm ridge on those uh, prawns. Yeah. Are we going to say 8, 12, 15 if you do know what they're called? <laughs> I, I reckon I could de ice the, the windscreen of my car with a prawn <laughs> or banana from Pick and Mix. If you've got, <laughs> um, if you've got five and sell it into your fingers, it'd make quite a good claw. I feel you've gone way over the top with this one. For the de-icing. It's like not a de-icing glove. I'm, I'm not sure about it. It's a bit Freddy Krueger-esque. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. The last thing you want in a snowy evening. Anyway, speaking of sweeties, mm. uh-huh. which we were, um, I've got to make the calls them sweeties all the time. <laughs> oh, right. He's, uh, he's Irish. I think it's an Irish thing. Because yeah. I once saw a Catholic priest talking about... Uh, and people would come in from the country and mammy would give them sweeties. <laughs> I never really understood what was going on in all that, but anyway. So um, I, was on a, I was on an aeroplane uh, last weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, big oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I've started doing now, I've noticed on aeroplanes, is I, I go in the shop beforehand, as, as you always do at the airport, and I've started buying about four packets of sweets. And Frank, just eating. say FYI, most people call it duty-free, not the shop. <laughs> well, does duty-free still exist? I haven't really worked that no, out. I, I didn't, I didn't have to show them my um, ticket thing. Boarding pass. Yeah, I didn't so have to show my boarding. you wear the cloak of celebrity. Oh, that's yeah. it, yeah. My face is my fortune. I yeah. can buy Skittles <laughs> without showing my boarding pass. So that's it, I've given away the game now. If you're from Skittles, don't send me any, I can afford them. And um, <laughs> That's good I'll, to know, isn't it? <laughs> I was eating, yes. Frank Skinner can afford Skittles. Oh, big man. <laughs> so um, I was uh, on the... P- and I ate them really quickly. I can get through a packet of Skittles in a minute. Like, 
ha- handfuls. So you're doing handfuls at a time. Yeah, I do like four or five at a time. Which is the, the new ones have got. They're supposed to have surprise centres. So the colour you expect, oh. you, ex- you think green. This is going to be a bit limey. Whoa, black current. But oh, um, I don't okay. give them a chance. They're in. They're going in in multiples. You don't get that. So in the end, the, I think they align themselves to oh. the outer casing naturally in the mouth. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> um, so um, I. Uh, I did this thing which I've never done before. You know, when you get off a plane and you do that bit where you have to stand crook-backed because the overhead lockers are... Oh, mm-hmm. I hate that yeah. bit. Yeah. And also, you're trying to get out and there's people taking stuff out there and they're in the way. Try and, being and my height, guys. Try being my height. I might actually try Should being our height. How tall are you? About 6'3". I'll try, oh, I'll lovely. try it. I'll try it lovely. this week. <laughs> I think I can get a couple of uh, shoes on prescription that'll take me up there. <laughs> a couple of hardback books, sellotapes to the shoes that oh, I do. Oh, that's right. You're very keen I've on me sellotaping <laughs> things to my extremities <laughs> today. I've got a surplus of sellotape. Have you know, I, thought, I thought you were moving towards the sales earlier, angle. But presumably... Oh, that's what's in that suitcase. <laughs> well, when cockerel, though, Frank, what he must get a lot is, would you mind getting that down for me, Oh, mate? I do a lot of that, yeah. Mm. Just like being at my mum's. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I thought I'm going to be because occasionally you get these cool dudes and the, and they can be also who just they just sit during all the <laughs> I'm kerfuffle. Just laughing at your idea of a cool dude. <laughs> no, but they're not. Got on a plane that stays in a seat. Needn't be a guy. Needn't be a guy or a gal. Yeah, <laughs> and they just everyone all around them. When they, if you can keep your head when all around are losing theirs and blaming <laughs> it on you, as Rudyard Kipling said, they just sit and they think, oh, go on, you idiots. Struggle to get your bags down and yeah. be crouched over and be trying to get in the queue. I'll, I'll just get off when you've all got off. And I've always admired those people, but I've never had the nerve to stay on. I don't know why. I always think I might miss my stop. <laughs> <laughs> As if planes, they just stop for like two, and then they're off again. This isn't oh, the Belfast no. Africa run, is it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've got stuff to do in Belfast. Oh, no. I don't, I've never done where Limpopo is. <laughs> what would I need to wear? <laughs> Um, do they sell Skittles? <laughs> um, and I did that. I, I stayed on. So I, I stayed on the plane and I let everyone um, get off. And I started to get so anxious. Really? Oh, did you? And I don't know what it was. I just I, and, and I felt like the, the crew were like, come on, what are you waiting for? And I, I did think that thing that I was going to get stuck on it or the cleaners were going to come on, I wouldn't get past them because I can't speak Spanish or something like that. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it again. It's such a shame. So I just thought I was being so sophisticated and I was proud of myself. And also, I went to airplane mode on the phone, which, of course... Yeah. And I've noticed with airplane mode, something I haven't mm. noticed, because we put it on before the show, we go to airplane mode. Have you noticed when you switch off airplane mode? on the, 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 When you're on airplane mode, a little airplane comes on in the corner of the screen. Yeah. When you switch it off, it doesn't just disappear. It's sort of... It sort of flies off. No. Flies oh, off. that's first class. Yeah? Well, I think it was actually economy. <laughs> <laughs> I was only going to Belfast. I wasn't, wasn't prepared <laughs> to spend. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. So I was in um, Belfast. That, that was my point. That's why I was on an aeroplane. Uh, I went to see... My, my mate was in Uncle Vanya. Um, oh. It's a play. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He's also, this was ex- exciting, he's also in Game of Thrones. You were a Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, the, uh, yes. The big sort of fantasy series. I, I'm aware of it, yes. Yes. I've seen and it on the EPG. Is it the 
Is that what they call it? The, the EPG? I don't know what that you know, is. The, when you're scrolling through on, like, your uh, The electronic programme guide. That's it. Oh, yeah. I don't, no, I, I didn't know what that was. I thought it was a car in Captain Scarlet. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, by the way, um, Zora Suleiman, yes. our, uh, our newsreader today, has just nipped in to say that, um, that prawns and bananas in Pick and Mix are made from a thing called foam candy. I did say candy downstairs, didn't you I? You did, I, I like the... Foam yeah. candy. You know when you get arm candy, which is like a sort of young woman? I reckon foam candy is in Ibiza. I don't think I've heard of arm candy. I'm delighted yeah. to hear that. Oh, have you? Yeah, when oh, they say, oh, there's not, you know, what do they talk about? She's just arm candy. That, Something that I've always aspired to be. Foam yeah, candy. Well, it's, yeah I, well, foam candies, if you're in Ibiza at one of those at clubs... Oh, and you, went, you, went, you went home with a bit of foam candy. <laughs> Made from beaten egg whites. Oh. I'm told. It sounds quite healthy, doesn't it? Yeah. Protein, isn't it? I wonder what they do with the yolks that don't make it into pick and mix bananas. The world's strongest man could have those. They would yeah, have the whites, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, It's the yolks right. they're funny about. Is it? The... It's funny because the bananas look like they'd, they've had a bit of yolkage mm. for colouring. <laughs> anyway, that's that sorted. Meanwhile, back in Belfast... Yeah, so um, because he's in uh, this big uh, fantasy series thing, um, he get he has to sign collector cards. You know, he's on cards. Oh, He's oh, called really? Conleth Hill, my mate, and he plays the head eunuch. <laughs> um, no, he does. He plays the head eunuch. OK. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. No, it's all, it's, all, uh, it's all mimed, the removal. <laughs> I've never met one of them. No? <laughs> Have you met any minor eunuchs? <laughs> so anyway, um, he got he had to sign a thousand collector cards and I had to witness his signing. You didn't have to, surely, but I, you did do I it. I did, because there's nothing worse than an unauthentic autograph. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, you were like the independent adjudicator. <laughs> well, you signed what in you the corner, like. witnessed by. I was once with a famous cricketer and um, as we were going into the dressing room... Um, he said, this kid said, oh, will you get me Blah Blah's autograph? It's another famous cricketer. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. And he went in the mm. door and he just signed it on a bit of paper, his name, and then he went back out. And I was, I was really upset by it. I thought it was just wrong. Mm. Anyway, so that was, uh, it was very exciting watching all these being, wouldn't you love to be in one of those? I would kill, I think I would actually kill to be in Doctor Who, even in a small walk. Really? <laughs> Not a human being, maybe a, Animal. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill quite a major we, animal. I'd kill a lion. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd kill a lion to be on Doctor Who. Yeah, with what method have you thought this through? Well, nothing, but I mean, you know, I, I was thinking lethal injection. <laughs> People are eating their breakfast. You don't want it to be too gruesome. No, I, don't, I, but I wouldn't feel I would good. Like, I would like a figurine fashioned in my likeness. I won't oh, lie. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah to be an action figure. Mm. To be an action <laughs> figure. One of my oh, favourite was, hymns. That was Six, Farmer's Boy, wasn't it? 643 has texted in saying Wilco Johnson of Dr. Feelgood is also in Game of Thrones. It, Wilco Johnson is? <laughs> Apparently so, according to 643. What, the rubber neck lead guitarist from Dr. Feelgood is <laughs> in Game of Thrones? According to 643... It, Wilco Johnson of Doc. I've not, I've not given you any extra information there. I'm just telling you what he's put. That's astonishing. Yeah, if you'd known that, you could have asked your mate. Is this true? You could knock me down with Anne Diamond. <laughs> Someone's texted Frank is your mate, the one from Blue Heaven. He is, yes. Yes. Oh, God, yes, he is. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. And then <laughs> I went to Ballycastle. Oh. Out on the coast. Mm. 
And um, I tell you what, I tell you what's great about Ireland is they they love a legend. Oh, they do. <sighs> they love a legend. Mm-hmm. Within, within, well, we stood looking at the sea, uh, me and my mate, and within five hundred yards of us, there was um, the grey man legend, mm. who's a giant who appears in the mist of the sea now and again, and the the black nun. They've usually got um, a collar. The legends. Yeah. I've no, have you noticed that the local legends? <laughs> White's very popular. White lady, oh, you yeah. know, the grey. Oh, right, yeah. They don't, I mean, they're uninvent. I'd like to, to have, like, the, the ochre adolescent. It's <laughs> 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 just a vague orangey, but sort of burnt orange look to him. The rainbow visitor or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, yeah. I've had a few rainbow visitors in my time. Yeah. Um, Sounds back in the 80s. But I, yeah, but I do... Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love a local legend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Oh, God. I like... I'm... Well, you say local. I'm actually a big fan of the Greeks. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, they've got a... They've got a hat full. <laughs> they've got too many legends. So they, too many, you they, think? They now can't afford their legends. No. They you think they've over-legended the pudding? Yeah. <laughs> They're expensive to maintain the legends. I bet they are, yeah. I don't feed themselves. <laughs> um, I love uh, Medusa... Oh, nah. The snake head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Silence you with her stare. That now, is what I do, after all, Frank. No, True. <laughs> now, can I ask you this? Medusa. Mm. Flash Gorgon. She, yes, that's what I was going to... Flash not, Gordon? Not. <laughs> I don't think Flash Gordon's Greek, is it? Legendary as he may be. He's a legend. Yeah, she, she is... Because they used to call her the Gorgon in, in horror films, but yes. I think she is a Gorgon, isn't yes, she? Yes, exactly. She's one of the Gorgon species. Very good work, oh, Skinner. But yes. she's the best known. <laughs> she is. She, I mean, she is to the Gorgons what Diana Ross was to the Supremes. <laughs> right. I yeah. think you'll agree. Yes. It's an analogy that's often drawn, isn't She's it? She's a little over-commercial for my liking, though. Uh, so producer. I... Pro- yeah. I'll tell you, you what like I like. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got into her. Um, I actually... I'm a big fan of the centaur. The centaur the is a classic. Half man, half horse. Can I tell you for why, Frank? Now, you and I, you may be aware of this, Alan, but you know Frank and I, we're pretty much loathe horses. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the, the listeners don't like our anti-horse I material. I know they don't. I've said lay off the anti-horse material, but no, she won't let it go. No. Frank, we have to be... Rain it in. Rain it in. Nay. We don't... We just don't, we just don't get along with them. I'm not saying we loathe them. That we just don't get along with them. That's fair to say, Frank. No, no, no we, do, we do loathe them. I just don't want you to say that. <laughs> we find horse riding challenging. Mm-hmm. Now, Frank, you know that people in you know that thing in Jaws where they kill the shark and everyone in the cinema applauded. Mm -hmm. Than if you saw it in its original (laughs) form, I did that in The Godfather when they found the horse's head in the bed. (laughs) Just me, I stood as well. Stood. (laughs) Person behind me going, "Sit, sit down." (laughs) Frank and I hated that they said, "Oh, you just have to wait for them. They have to learn to respect you." Why should we wait around? Learn to respect me. I've been in this business twenty-five years. What what do they want? No, but Frank, hence the joy of the centaur, we can sit on that and then you can stop. They don't flare their nostrils. It's not a nice man. You can it's talk to you. I and believe. Say, oh, did you see the David Hockney exhibition Yeah, last I, week? I believe sit on that is the, the catchphrase <laughs> of the centaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's like the best bits of a horse and the best bits of a person. Of a man. Yeah. You get, you get the companionship. Sad. I would love riding. Can, if I could go on a centaur, I'd be riding day and night. It's so true, though. And how handy to be able to just hook on a saddlebag, because you can get a lot more in that than the average haversack. 
Do you think dad centaurs are double grumpy and double moaning because they're going, oh, the price of kids' shoes. Of course, yeah. four at a time in Clark's here. <laughs> yeah, know? but they do come with a certain amount of good fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not deny that. Probably I'm, I've always been a, a big fan of Spring-Heeled Jack. Spring-Heeled oh, Jack? Spring-Heeled Jack is a, is a London legend, and um, he used to basically uh, jump quite a lot. <laughs> Right. I mean, people don't know whether he was true or not. He was sighted a lot in the 19th century, and uh, he used to sort of be a horse and horse going down the road, on it, pulling a carriage, and suddenly Springfield Jack would jump, just land in front of it, and uh, obviously they'd, be, they'd have to pull up sharp, the horses would all go crazy, and then he'd jump over a wall and get away. And uh, He just I, sounds like a bird, yeah. But what it, he was an incredible jumper, apparently, and I've always been slightly fascinated by jumping as an art form. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you not? Well, I remember Bruce Grobelar's leap, but other than that, don't... Bruce Grobelar's leap. What a band that was! <laughs> <laughs> I like um, their early stuff. No, I um, I was so obsessed with jumping as a child mm. that I I did this thing where I jumped off the bottom step of the stairs, and then the next day I jumped off the second. Oh yeah. And I thought, by you know, give me three weeks, I'll be able to jump from the top of the stairs. You get to about stair nine, <laughs> and start, you, you get shooting pains going up your legs as you <laughs> land. And I, so I was on nine for a month, and eventually I, uh, I, I gave up. Looking back, it's one of those things, you know, you gave up as a child, like piano lessons and things. If I'd stuck with that, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't have to leave here by elevator. I could just jump straight into Golden Square. Mm-hmm. And there was one of them. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you about Joe Darby after. Was probably the greatest jumper of them all. Frank, Frank, Frank Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. So uh, Joe Darby, when I when I was a, a kid growing up in the West Midlands, was a bit of a local legend. I mean, he, he he wasn't around anymore, but people always told tales of Joe Darby, and he was uh, he was an exhibition jumper. I don't mean that in a knitted garment, clearly. <laughs> but uh, what he, he used to do these tricks, he used to he could jump uh, a snooker table lengthwise from a standing no. jump. No way. Yeah. He used to have little weights in his arms and he used to swing his arms with the weights and then jump. He used to jump onto a basket of eggs and off again without breaking any eggs. And he's, one of his party pieces was to jump off a table onto his child's face and then off again. <laughs> <laughs> Britain's got. You would have walked. Britain's got talent when he would have jumped it. Obviously, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, truly amazing. And he used to uh, jump, uh, jump at the canal, putting one foot down as he went across, and then they used to check, and the foot was wet where he'd actually uh, trodden on the water. What well, about so that? So he sort of slapped the water with his foot. I think it's all to do with momentum, because you get the yeah, weight yeah. swinging and then... It, oh, yeah. So he basically skimmed himself across there like a stone. Oh, yeah, I that think doesn't he... sound remotely dangerous or impossible. <laughs> no, I'm not... If, you, if you're at home, don't jump onto your child's face to <laughs> no. see if this can be done. God, it's health and safety gone mad in here, isn't it? I, I know. <laughs> Duncan McKenzie, though, used to play for uh, Leeds. He could, uh, he could jump over a minicar from a standing. That like evil Knievel. Yeah, but I think he was motorised. Oh, okay. If I remember yeah. rightly. Eight two two. St Michael was a fine jumper. Oh, seventies oh, oh, fabric knit based joke there. No, there, there isn't enough for that. Acrylic or non-acrylic? <laughs> uh, yeah, I once spent ages looking for Evil Knievel in a in a haystack. 
So, um... Oh, Frank, I'd like to talk to you about these boxers. What are, what are we going to do what, with them, eh? We should just say what? Frank is uh, wearing trousers. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the show in boxes today. <laughs> and I should have gone for a button fly and not just a gay pigeon. What a welcome that was. Looking back, yeah, exactly. Um, no, well, they're getting a bit knocked anyway. We're, we're talking about um, our, our own local boy, Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora, I know. My face fell as you said that when I hoped you were going to finish Derek with Akora. Yeah, of course. He's so rhyme. close to Derek Akora. I mean, not. Not friendship-wise. He may be. Mm-hmm. He might be after tonight. And he's fighting <laughs> this chap... Derek Akura <laughs> might be the only person who can communicate with him. <laughs> Is it Vitaly Klitschko? Yeah, he's one yeah. of the Klitschko brothers. He's, do you know what? I thought he might be rather nice for me. He's got a PhD. They call Has him, he? Yes, they call, that's why they call him Dr Iron Fist. I don't know if that's why they call him Dr Iron <laughs> Fist. Dr Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah, I think he used to work in a club I used to go to. Dr. Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> club called Fire. Do you know it? No. Okay. Um, but anyway, he... Yes, he, he's, he's, he's very naughty, Derek. Well, he's got into, tr- he's got into oh. trouble. Because, oh, yeah. well, first of all, he's been, he's been he um, slapping him, slapping him the, about. He's, yeah, he's, he shouldn't, you're not supposed to slap them at the weigh-ins. They've got yeah. rules about that. He's supposed they? to be staring. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Not not no staring slapping. at another man in your pants is effectively what it is, isn't it? Yeah, the but it's very it's very eye to eye. But he'd <laughs> he'd already got Doctor Iron Fist aerated. Yes. Um, due to his choice of um entrance music, shall we call it? Oh, because yeah. normally they have things like Chris Eubank had simply the best, didn't he? He certainly did. And <laughs> you say that it was a slightly scathing. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I I was always a big fan of Chris Eubank oh, as good. a boxer, but um. It was coming into simply the best. I mean, they're not known for their modesty, are they, boxers? No. no. In fact, it's almost a backward step to be modest as a boxer, isn't it? It's not but I think you should... I mean, I'm with Derek on this. You should be able to choose your own well, walking Derek, music. Although Derek has chosen Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. Now, which... Has he chosen... Got a in in my pocket. Has he chosen... Is, is there only one Fools and Horses yeah. thing? Yeah, yes. So, yeah. So... God bless. Is it not different at the end? Is it not one of those with a second theme tune at the end? What, no income tax? That that bit, I assume, is what he wants. OK. Yeah. If we sing it, do we have to pay? Not us no. personally. Didn't Abu Hamza used to enter the ring with... Uh, to Hookie Street? <laughs> <laughs> no, <Frank>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, think, I think he's chosen a, a, a sing-along um, British classic. He actually said... Um, next to the National Anthem, it's the most recognisable theme tune in the world. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big claim, Derek. Yeah. And that, I think that, that suggests to me that Derek is a parochial character. Yeah. I like the idea of the National box. Anthem being a theme tune yeah, exactly. as well. <laughs> England, Britain's theme tune. <laughs> oh, also, man. it's not very rousing, Frank. It just reminds me of smoky living rooms in the 80s. <laughs> what the, yeah. and horses. I thought you meant the National Anthem. <laughs> oh, that too. Uh, uh, true. <laughs> I remember when TV used to end with the National Anthem at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> About yeah. 11 o'clock when TV <laughs> ended. And they used to play the National Anthem. And people stood. Not in our house. No. Not the Catholic household. <laughs> <laughs> we hissed. <laughs> yeah, my, we did live next door to the Gorgons. <laughs> they were a rough family. It was sisters, apparently. Yes, that's right. That's according to 643. Thank you for uh, that. 643, I never question his knowledge of uh, Greek mythology. <laughs> no. Or hers. Yeah. Oh, that sorted that out. I was a bit worried about uh, how the Gorgons and Medusa got together. Mm. Didn't but somebody... Um, 
once ask um, the cause that in an interview? Yes, it was Donna Air. How did you mean? Was it Donna Air? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> Classical. Well, I don't know happen? what music I would have as, if I was a boxer to go on with. Like it's Sometimes, as a comic, you're asked, what walk-on music do you want? And yes. it's quite hard to choose, because mm. you kind of want to give the audience a clue that you know, you're really hip and cool, but at the same time, it's just music to walk on to. Mm. I did... Um, Michael McIntyre's comedy roadshow in the past, and uh, and I picked... is that a new is that a new one? <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy roadshow in the past. It's, it's is on... it like you have to wear Victorian costume? <laughs> it's only on Deja Vu. Oh, <laughs> lovely! And uh, what, the I... home of witty banter. The home of witty banter. Actually, Dave Deja Vu has probably got a different the, the home of retrospective witty banter. <laughs> Slightly sentimental, <laughs> but I picked um, eels. Uh, that's not really funny because mm. I just thought that's quite cute in it to go on to song yes. a song called nice yeah. really funny it's very brave well you know nobody knows it just sounds like music doesn't it yeah i chose um kim jong gills it's not really funny <laughs> <laughs> which is his art. did you know he covered it no. oh god it's uh, it's it's a bit um military but I, I i like it absolute radio frank skinner by the way if you want to text us about anything we're just talking about um theme tunes Yes. Um, you can text us on eight twelve fifteen. My theme tune, of course, used to be a song called Fun Time Frankie. Oh, which yes, I used I to come on. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was that composed especially for you? It was composed by me. Was it? But um, yes. But you know, I, uh, yes, I I couldn't come on. To, and now a man of my years coming on to Fun Time Frankie just seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm falling into the same trap as Baby Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much longer is she going to be able to keep? She's not still calling herself Baby Spice. Yeah, people sure. still call her Baby Spice, don't they? Oh, right, yeah, but she's not in charge of that, is she? Oh, no, put it you, out don't, there. you don't want to be Baby Spice. Put it out there. What is she now? <laughs> she's mid 40s. 52. She can't. Um, Frank. <laughs> I bet she wished she'd gone for Baldy. I'd quite like to reclaim the uh, Coronation Street theme tune. Hear me out. Okay. Because actually, I think that sort of brassy trumpet. Yes. And there's quite a sort of loose double bass as well. Oh, it's loose. I don't think anyone would argue with that. Well, no, I think it's quite gin-soaked femme fatale. I'd quite do like you? that as my theme tune. Yeah, whenever I do, Whenever I do that theme tune, I always find myself... You know, people go, da 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 I always do, like, the, the trumpet. <laughs> so whenever I sing coronations, I go, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I do that a lot with theme tunes on the bosses. No, you sing bosses. Blah, 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 blah. You see pass in pocket when you go to the cash point. Yeah, I do do that. That's, <laughs> that's a fair point. I Frank, do somebody texted me recently saying that they were watching Cora, and I assumed that they meant Coronation Street, mm. but had just rejected the standard abbreviation to Corrie and gone Cora. But in a way, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does. It's better. They're trying, but it's not quite working. I like it. I like unless it. Unless it was a it was, or something. Unless, yeah, unless it was a... It had cut, it was, so they were watching Derek Akara. <laughs> <laughs> and that had uh, accidentally Frank, we've had it. a text in 135 from Ian in Glasgow. Of course, the centaur was half bull, he says. Now, that's incorrect. That's the minotaur. See, I pronounce oh. that minotaur, but Would I don't you? say it very often. So no, how often do you say it, would you say, in a year? <laughs> I'd say I say it about once every ten years. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep a check now, how often I say it. Um, it's an interesting diary entry. I'll just write M in the corner of the, the page. You might do it when you were starting out as a young comic, a minor to all. Uh, all oh. right, all right. Puns are back. Little pun. 
No, so um, I'm sorry. Who was it who sent that in? That Ian was, Glasgow, um, of course, Ian sent Well, Ian, you said it in a reprimand in correcting tone, and I'm afraid you've rather fallen flat. Yeah, you And just for that, part, Ian, I'm going to say Ian. Glasgow, because I know how much you <laughs> like that. In fact, I think you're talking uh, Minotaur excrement. <laughs> and uh, some five. 454 has texted in uh, saying, I remember Duncan McKenzie also once threw a golf ball from one goalmouth terrace to the other without it bouncing on the pitch. This sounds like an irate neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> and did she then say, and if it comes over here again, I'll put a knife through it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. That was another one of his specialities, that, that long-distance golf ball throwing. Wow. Didn't um, Slim Jim Baxter once do keepy-ups all up and down the touchline for a whole of half-time? Yeah, but keepy-ups. It's yeah. easy. There used to be a player 15, at West Bromwich Albion called David Burnside who was doing that in the 50s. So don't come to me with your Slim That's Jim Baxter. That's what I'm Baxter. talking about. He was a, Jim, a Johnny Come Lately. Jimmy Come Lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're football-based skills. Not like jump. Yeah. How do you know you can jump a mini? Without uh, the only way you'd ever know that mm. is if you're drunk and you're on the way back from the pub with your mates, yeah, and yes. you're walking along, talking to one of them, like turn backwards. You turn around, you're confronted. There's a mini <laughs> straight in front of you. You go whoop and jump straight over it, and they all, you know, applaud spontaneously. And, and the next morning you lie in bed and think, <laughs> did I jump? I jumped a mini last night, and you, you, then you know you can do it and you do it regularly. It's a party piece. That's how that works with the uh, mini jumping thing, in my experience. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. No lighty, no likey, Florence and the Machine. <laughs> I met the guy that came up with that as a phrase. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Really? So, yeah. And apparently they'd been staring, going, you know, if you if you don't like her, you don't. Or, you know, if your light doesn't go up, whatever, they'd been workshopping for a okay. phrase, and he came up with no lighty, no likey. Well, so didn't Paddy come up with it? You tread on my dream. Uh, dreams, dreams oh, tread softly. Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't. Sure think, I, I think it's perfectly all right to get a man who comes in with those catchphrases, isn't it? With catchphrase specialists. Uh, I don't know if he's a catchphrase. I think he's a comedy yeah. writer. In fact, the man who, I think he also minute. wrote "Sit on that" to, uh, for the Centaurs. <laughs> <laughs> For the centaur. Frank six three one has who I think might be one of my regulars, but um, I'm mm. not sure. Uh, says Dave Shavu, the home of Staircase Wit? Question mark. What does yeah. that? I don't get it. There's a joke in there. Dave Shavu, the home of Staircase Wit. Mm. Do you think it's because it's it's an hour behind? It's like it's back. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. Come on, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with you, but where are you back. taking me? It's a step back. It's a step backwards, isn't it? Staircase. Dave Sharp. I don't know. Do you think he means the home of Witty Bannister? <laughs> Something like that. Didn't he run the first four-minute mile with yeah. Witty Bannister? Witty Bannister, yeah. yeah. That's, what they call, that's what they called him at public school. <laughs> Witty Bannister. I don't get... I, don't, I like to think I get most jokes, but yeah. I don't get... The home of staircase banter. It needs a little bit of work. No, it might be brilliant. We just might not have grasped it. Can you send in the next part? This is this is nice, isn't it? We've now gone to a sort of an audio cryptic crossword. Not so much a radio entertainment show anymore. It's good. This I was listening to the Golden Hour on Chris Moyles yesterday. I was in a car and and people were texting in to say what year the records were from, and I thought this doesn't anymore does it because people just google it yeah there was a time when there was a, a thrill and excitement mm. to that 
But what, what's any kind of competition now, really, is, is, is futile. Cheats That's why we radio. don't do them. No. Well, but, it's also because we don't have the administration or backup to run them. And we keep the prizes, don't we? We just pretend we're going to run <laughs> and them also and we, we keep the prizes. we just forget. <laughs> <laughs> but it, whereas you can Google the home of st witty staircase banter and good luck. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. You know what's really annoying? You've well, got banana in your yeah. mouth? Yeah. Real banana, mine, not foam candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, Frank. We've um, correctly identified. Hold on, I have to do my bit at the top oh, of the yeah. hour. This oh, is I'm Frank. Sorry. This is I have to do this. This is professional. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. You see, high energy for the breakfast show. That's what I adopt. <laughs> Someone I love with a mouthful of said, banana. Yeah, it's this, I have to do this. This is professional. <laughs> I've got a mouthful of banana. <laughs> no, but I, uh, professionalism in this show, I like to think it, it shines through like. The way sunshine shines through a, a, a tree, there's quite a lot of darkness. There, but occasionally, a beam comes a through. A Just a glimpse, yeah. Frank, 198 mm -hmm. has enlightened us. Re Do you remember we were talking about deja vu? And we deja vu. Deja vu, I'm sorry. The, the home of staircase wit yes. was the joke, yeah. 198 mm -hmm. says, A staircase remark is the witty retort that you only think of when it is too late. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he? Yes. It's a French word is for Is that it, like esprit d'escalier, you is call it? it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the thought on the stairs. Staircase wit, yes. You, uh... I didn't know. I love that. I mm. see, the reason I don't know that is that's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of it instantly. But, um... What a life. Yeah. <laughs> but... No, that's, that's actually a very clever joke, mm. and I've learned a new phrase and some French, all in one marvellous explosion of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Frank, I don't wish to alarm you, but is the security guard doing some hoovering downstairs? <laughs> I've never heard noise like it. I can't, mm. I'm hoping that the listeners can't hear that. I oh. feel like, um, if you can imagine we was doing the show on a hovercraft... <laughs> Have you ever been on a hovercraft? <laughs> yes, I have. I'd say it's the loudest form of, of transport, of all the transports. I remember getting on it and saying, oh, it's obvious I've been on a boat. And they said, OK. And they talk about, like, a flight. And we're now preparing to um, embark on it. Oh, this is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> and it was like that for the whole... Oh, no, I've not been on oh, a hovercraft. Oh, hot air balloons. I said yes, and That's I realised no. Though. You lied about the hovercraft. I, well, I don't, I don't, so I think... Christopher Cockrell will be rolling in his grave. I don't think I really thought. I think so Christopher said, Cockrell, I... of course, you should know about the hovercraft, if anyone did. That's <laughs> who invented it, Sir Christopher Cockrell. Really? So, you, what that. did you think? What have you been on which you thought was on a hovercraft? I, don't know, I think I just answered yes without really thinking about it. I God, just went God, yes. God, in a sort it's of a good job. This way. isn't in some sort of police interview. Well, it isn't, is it? <laughs> I don't think police interviews have got a bloke hoovering next door or whatever that noise I bet they was. have. <laughs> I bet all of them have. You know, the old. Um, Good cop, bad cop, hoovering cop. <laughs> theme. <laughs> That'd be great if the good cop was just doing a little bit of housework. Yeah. Yeah, the good cop. I think it would yeah, work got an apron in on. a more interesting way if the bad cop was doing the housework. <laughs> so the reason he got bad was resentment that the good cop never has to do any hoovering. Yeah. If there's anyone out there writing a detective scenes, <laughs> you can use that. Yeah. Frank, never mind that... Uh, Isn't that a Sex Pistols album? <laughs> I'd like to kick off... I'm going to call it Fashion Corner this oh, week. Oh, thank God you're back. I we can talk about fashion again. <laughs> I'm really glad. 
We do need to talk about fashion. Cockrell's wearing double denim today. Don't mind it. He's I like a, him. He's, he's, no, he's I'm a, all over him. He's an enthusiast. T- we've talked about this before. And he's got Sean Very Locks. Comfortable. And I'm all over them as Sean well. Sean Locks? Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sean Locks, I see. No, it is very... It's a denim shirt as well, not a jacket. It's which very, it's it, very it, prison break. I love it. It's very uh, Jeremy Clarkson relaxes. <laughs> no, it is not. I'm not having that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's hard. Never mind that. What about the Queen? The Queen has been... Well, she's, been, she's got in a bit of trouble because... But Can we just say she's still alive? The way yes. Emily said that, what about the Queen? I don't really want thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, what's happened to the Queen? She's no, very well. She's, she's very well, in fact. Um, but she's got in trouble with the Daily Mail because she had what they described as a colour clash with mm. the ABFC, friend of the show, Archbishop oh, of Canterbury. Ah. Mm. No, I, d- I saw those pictures. Did you, th- you as, as a fashion expert... Yes. And deputy editor of InStyle magazine. Yes. Did you think the Queen's red outfit and the Bishop's purple? Um, is it cas? Is cassock the word? Oh, you should know, love. I know, but I don't. <laughs> I don't dabble with the Anglicans. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, I it, did. You think that was a clash? The red I and the purple. I actually think it was so directional. They were colour blocking. Direction. That's what I thought. Mm. They were blocking. colour blocking beautifully. Well, if that's a clash, Crystal Palace are in big trouble <laughs> <laughs> because that is their kit. Yeah, yeah. It's very fashion forward, and she went for a matching hot red lip. I noticed as well. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, Brave. She, yeah. Brave. she looked a bit like um, sort of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. If Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> that, no, if, if, she, if she'd lived. <laughs> That's what Marilyn Monroe would look like. Also, my favourite headline of the week was Cardinal Cardinal Error. Oh, that is oh, good. Love, that's love good. that. Strong word. But I thought the purple and the red went fine. I mem- I did look at his purple outfit and think, thank God, Barney the dinosaur <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't visiting instead of uh, a Majesty the Queen, or that would have been that would have been. Can I ask purple. you a question, Frank? Which I feel you might know the answer to. Can I save this until after um, okay. the next piece of music? I'm, mm. I, because I think it's nice to have a teaser. Mm. Oh, isn't it? It's a cliffhanger. It's quite a teaser. It's a liturgical question. I used to work as a teaser at a, at a horse stud. <laughs> but we uh, will leave that. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. Ah, feeling numb by the fall. So you couldn't play the fall as your theme tune if you were a boxer, could you? Because you wouldn't want the fall. Oh, see. Because yeah. it's you don't no, want the fall, do you? But you, you could play Two Little Boys by Rolf Harris, and I would choose that. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. Surely it's too jolly. <laughs> That's why I choose it. That's not jolly. It's sad. Mm. I'd play Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> oh, but that's suggesting that you get knocked down. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. Anyway. I'm glad we've established what we'd all play. I like a bit of Chumba Wumba. Mm. Not just that one. There. There are others. You're telling me there are others? There are others, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm putting it out there. Like it. There you go. I've said it. Well, that's all the Chumba Wumba news we have time for today. (laughs) (laughs) However, I would like to direct our attention back to the Queen and her her sartorial mishap. But specifically, Frank, she was wearing, so, a colour clash with the ABFC, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Mm. May I ask you something, um, which I feel you all know the answer to. He was wearing purple. Does he get a choice? With those sort of liturgical colours, I'm calling them, does he get wake up one morning and think, oh, I fancy the red one? Well, p- no, because oh. um, purple is... I'm, I'm going off the Catholic Church now, but okay. purple is the bishop 
collar. Oh, is it? So it must apply to archbishops as well. Mm-hmm. Red is the cardinals. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so you, you can't just... Uh, you can't, well, you can't just, just put on what you fancy. He could have he gone for a plain black. Could he? He, could, uh, he, could he knew what he was doing then. I think... The, I'm surprised that the palace don't phone ahead and say the Queen will be in orange today. And so everybody knows. <laughs> Obviously, that would be bad news. Because um, I believe there was some Harry Krishnas at that reception. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they going to wear? They go over to their wardrobe. Apparently, the Queen's wearing orange. Oh. <laughs> I hope that no one from Absolute Radio hangs out too much with the ABFC. With their, with the, they with, were. Yeah, yeah, the fabulous uh, Absolute Purple as well. It was. Mm. A, yeah, yeah. I don't really understand this, but I did used to do karate, and you're allowed to wear certain belts, but you couldn't just turn up in a black belt if you fancied it. No, no. <laughs> you know, if you were a yellow belt, you couldn't just put black on and go, no, oh, it's I like, just fancied a black belt today. It was like swimming at school. Did you get the stripes for swimming? If you swim a length, you get a white yes. stripe. And oh. Oh, green blue, stripe, yeah, blue, blue stripe. Blue stripe. And yeah. there was that one when you had to put pyjamas on and take a rubber brick off the bottom <laughs> of the... Uh, yeah. yeah, that was bronze medal, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that? Mm. That was the STA, I think. <laughs> All these happened with me staring from the uh, shallow oh, end, of course. But uh, yeah, I remember them well. I remember the stripes? I never. They always they used to stitch them onto their trunks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the elephants. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. We swam with elephants. Did no. we? I grew up in um, <laughs> Kinshasa. <laughs> Little accent there, yeah. to make it sound authentic. Oh, it was, from Belfast, didn't you? It was, uh, it was <laughs> an accent and a wiggle. He did as he said. <laughs> yeah, me and the local native boys beating washing on stones. It was, it was a beautiful childhood in, in many ways. Sounds idyllic. Mm. Oddly, right. I haven't mentioned it before now, really. Isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, you'll I, find there are great periods of his life that are quite odd. Yeah, I think you you know, you've known me how long, Alan? Oh, yeah, you know, but I'm a book with many pages. <laughs> Frank, the Queen has been in the papers again. Chapter three, Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, the Queen's been in the papers again. Well, I thought that's a shocker. Queen in the papers, you say? Absolute 1950s. God, she's an attention seeker, the Queen. (laughs) Um, But this time, it was to do with uh, Ronnie Corbett. Did you see that? Oh, of course, yes. He was given a CBE. Excellent news. He was... um, Because he said, I feel that... um, Ronnie Barker is looking down on me. I thought, well, we all are, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. <laughs> no, I was, I was very happy to see Ronnie get his, uh, his OBE. I noticed that she'd stolen the ABFC's style and had plumped for purple she for her meat purple. with nice. um, Oh, Ronnie I, didn't, I yes. didn't spot that. I also like that she said, you make people laugh, was what she said. Yeah. I, think, I a... think she said it with a question mark. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she said, you... No, I, isn't, isn't he one of those quite special characters who the Queen knows who he is? Yeah, I would think so. Yes. I, I would like to compile a list of people who the Queen would know without any introduction from an assistant. Right. Yeah. I know I wouldn't be on it because I've met the Queen and she said, who are you? <laughs> does she come right out and just say it? She does, yeah. She said, who are you and what do you do? Someone like a football match. And she knows. <laughs> who are you? Yeah, she knows you can't come straight back at her and say, well, anyway, who are you? Because she knows. That'd be ridiculous. So she's, <laughs> she's got you on the back foot, the Queen. Yeah, so that's what she said. And, and then Anton Dett was next to me. She didn't know Anton Dett was. No. No. Can you believe that? But Ronnie Corbett, I, I think she'd, uh, she'd know him. I think you have to be around about 50 years for the Queen to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's, uh, it's a game of chance. <laughs> <laughs> like red or black? 
you make people... A, a, a cab driver uh, said to me this week, I said... Um, I, I asked him where we were going or something, and uh, I said, sorry, I'm, I'm getting old. And, and mm. he said to me... Um, he said, if you keep... He was a, I can't do the accent. He was, he was foreign. He said, I'll do the accent because it's, it's, it's no particular accent. He well, said, now you said that, producer's that's got fine. a head in her hands right I can't I think, I think <laughs> it's, Europe, it's European is all right. I don't think yeah, it's yeah. European, European is controversial. And he said, no, um, okay. he said, if you continue to make the whole family laugh, you will never grow old. Oh. And I thought, what a lovely tribute. And then I thought, <laughs> whose family? <laughs> <laughs> and that's nagged at me. Obviously, ever since. But um. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Meanwhile, over at Buckingham Palace, mm. with the Queen and Ronnie Corbett. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So she gave him his CBE, not a knighthood. I was disappointed by yeah, that, that is Frank. A shame, isn't it? But they didn't clash. Although Ronnie did, Ronnie shouldn't have wore the crown. <laughs> yeah, but then I That's thought Frank she could have said, "It's good night from me." Oh, that would have been good. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. Was that the headline? No, because he only it got a CBE. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry about Sorry to hear that. And he said she was remarkable for her age. Yes. Yeah, both of these sound like kind of pat compliments, don't they? You make people laugh. And I've got the comedian's mindset of thinking, do you mean brackets, not me, but other people, apparently? <laughs> well, the brackets. way you said it, with the emphasis on people, you make people laugh. Like, but... <laughs> You never make any of the other animal kingdom <laughs> laugh at all. <laughs> no, I just meant that she, it sounded like she was saying other people quietly. Oh. And then he said she looked remarkable for her age. And the word remarkable is a really easy compliment, isn't it? Because everything's remarkable. I could... Also... You know, this bottle of water's remarkable, but it's it's not. It's just that if I choose to remark upon it, then it's remarkable, isn't it? Yes. Alan, you see may, what I, mean? may I, I should say that the bottle of water that Alan is uh, drinking out of is uh, the same shape as the Spanish Steps, the well-known <laughs> uh, Roman <laughs> site. So it, it is actually quite remarkable. Is it any more remarkable than any other bottle of water? <laughs> That's the big question. Well, if it's if you know, because of its, you can shape. remark upon anything. No more remarkable than like Gaudi constructed one. <laughs> no, that one is. I thought you'd just left that one by the, the two-bar heater I always have in the corner of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I do the whole thing in a, in a tweed blanket, in case you're wondering. People are. <laughs> who was the celebrity who lost her um, virginity on the Spanish Steps? Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. Text in eight twelve fifteen. Wow. Yes, yes, you would. You, well, can, you can count me out for a start. <laughs> yes, I don't think they were built when you lost your virginity. <laughs> And he's back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, yeah, also, remarkable for your age means you're not remarkable, objectively speaking, <laughs> no. only because you're 85. Mm -hmm. Reminds no, me also, of a terrible dilemma I got into with a, a woman I knew, and who I, I meant this in the kindest of ways. I meant it as a compliment. Whenever you start an anecdote like that, it always ends in tragedy. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, you know, you, you, you're in great shape for a woman with two kids. And she absolutely went ballistic. Oh, and I thought that was... I really thought it was a nice thing to say. Was I some sort of a naïf? Was I a naïf from the halfway line? Some That's man said to me when he ran into me, oh, you look good, you've kept your figure. 
What, like, is that what you say to a 70-year-old? Yeah, there's, there's a sense of conservation about that, <laughs> which I don't like. But I must say, Ronnie shouldn't be going around saying, you look good for your age. He's not exactly cast of skins himself, is he? No, no. I mean, he's ancient, Ronnie. I think he might be cast of skins in one of those exhibitions that that German bloke <laughs> in, the black, in the black hat puts on. But, um... No, he's a, he's a legend, though. He's a comedy legend. Love Ronnie Corbett. I'll tell you what I love about it, as we end our, our discussion of Ronnie Corbett. Yeah. I think it's the first ever... Oh, no, it isn't. I let the side down. I was going to say, it's the first ever discussion when Ronnie's height has not been referred to, but the first <laughs> thing I said was about Ronnie's height. I have failed. But no. to have a... Con- that's my ambition for this show, to have a conversation one week about Ronnie Corbett and not mention his height at all. And then the week after, we'll do the same with Peter Crouch. How does that sound? Oh, God. And then Vanessa Feltz is the next challenge. (laughs) Yeah, just carry on like that and see how many cliches... How many cliches we can can challenge. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I'd like to to do a couple of thank yous, actually. I I was sent gifts through the post from Nougar. Do you remember Nougar occasionally texting? Some call him Nogget. I I prefer the French. Ted Nougar, yeah. Yeah, and um, he sent me a bib. Not, some of you may think, for my 55th birthday, but no. (laughs) For my my, uh, child, who is on the way, I'm told. Yeah, double up as a double gift, though. He texted me from Nairobi. <laughs> <laughs> this is my African child. I <laughs> no, I know, but I'm very excited. And also Gary Patterson, who, mm. who uh, for my birthday, sent me um, a rather fabulous uh, DVD of uh, ITV wrestling. Oh, was that for the baby as well? No, this is, this is <laughs> for something to do during those sleepless nights. Oh. Yeah, They're the all there. Room. Yeah. Jackie Palo, Mick McManus, Steve Logan. Oh, I love Mick McManus. Bert Royal, Vic Faulkner. Is that, have you done T-Bor Zakash? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling the list couldn't be complete. Ricky Starr, Les <laughs> Kelly, the great Les Kelly. Frank, Wasn't he the I... funny one? Oh, he was amazing. He was. He, he, he I'd jokes, put him above Chaplin in the clown. Put him above Chaplin. I would. He was brilliant, Les Kelly. Anyway, uh, Frank, we've had some <laughs> emails in after that extraordinary statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is from Mike in Vietnam. Good morning. Wow. Hey. No. Yo, me. <laughs> um, he says Dear Frank, the Cockrell and Emily Love the show as ever mm. I know Frank has some 15th century guy who looks like him He's actually um, <laughs> late 18th, early 19th I think he's referring to David Ricardo the uh, political <laughs> economist <laughs> Close friend, the loose of, economist. Uh, close friend, you'll remember of Richard Conversation Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Sharpie, or as they call him at Dave, Richard Banter Sharp. Yes. Uh, so I know Frank has some 15th century guy who looks like him, David <coughs> Ricardo, and I've just found the Cockrells look-alike, presumably mm. the BAFTA-winning screenplay writer Peter Strawn. This is the man who did um, the artist. No, I think he did Tinker Tailor oh, Soldier Spy. Right, yeah. No, he, that was adaptation, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll let it off. I don't want to get into. <laughs> I think he did a screenplay. He, yeah. Either yeah. way, he's won a BAFTA for a screenplay. Yes, he has. Um, have you seen Peter Strawn, Frank? I, I haven't. Does he look like the cockerel? Have you seen him, cockerel? I've seen him. Yeah, and I'm not right. sure. I'd like to know. You're not happy with this well, one, I can I'm tell. All right. Can no. I just say this complicates things for me rather? Uh oh. 
Oh, yes. Oh, God. Because... Have, you had, have you had a moment? No. A straw now. That's what I'm calling him. No, but Peter Strawn, I can't even look at the cockerel while I'm saying this. Okay. He's one of my OCs. Obscure crushes. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. I speak if... the code. I speak the code. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I, I know. It's really put the cat amongst the pigeons. Yes. <laughs> Never mind the cockerels. No. <laughs> Not least because I was once on a train with uh, the. Uh, MP Tom Watson on it, and I tested There's a, you some saying, incredible name dropping going <laughs> on in this section. I said the MP Tom Watson is on my train, and you said he's one of my OCs, so I know about Emily's OCs. Yes. I know that means obscure crush. But I Ooh. hadn't initially seen the resemblance, I have to be honest. But I don't wish to make the cockerel feel uncomfortable in the workplace. No, exactly. There's rules about that. So, <laughs> there exactly. are, yeah. So I will terminate the crush forthwith. <laughs> It's I'm interesting. Not sure I look that like him. You're more Nordic. Dark, You're more he's got Nordic. Dark curly hair. Funny you should say I'm more Nordic because we've recently watched The Killing on the DVD, mm. and apparently my father and mother-in-law think I look a bit like the bloke who plays Hartman. Tolls. In in the first yes. series, apparently I've got to look a Hartman. Can I say to any um, listeners that The Killing is a TV programme? When he says I watch The Killing on DVD, it's not snuff movies or anything of that nature. Is that the first time snuff movies have been mentioned on Absolute Radio? Possibly. No, Ben Jones talked about them. I think at the moment it's Minotaur 4, snuff movies 1, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the references front. I, um, <clears throat> I watched The BAFTAs. It oh, was, um, yeah, obviously I turned the sound down for Stephen Fry. But I, the, um, I was pleased with the, uh, I haven't seen the artist, but I, I did like the fact that the actual best screenplay went to the bloke for the artist and there's yeah. no words in it. There's something brilliant about that. Yes. He's a very good describer. <laughs> yes. That bloke. I once saw a silent film. I've never told you this story. I saw a, f- a silent film made, it was one of the first ever MGM movies and it was silent, but they still had The Lion. You know when the lion oh, comes yeah. on and it's crack. <laughs> so they had the lion, but obviously no sound. So they didn't. It didn't roar. I mean, it, I mean, it didn't even silently roar. <laughs> it just sort of looked into camera <laughs> in a sort of a slightly um, "What do I do now?" <laughs> uncomfortable kind of way. Did it look like the outtakes, like a clip off the it news? Did, or yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was just clearing its throat pretty raw. <laughs> but it, but they could have they could have let it roar and then they could have put. A, a, a thing up that said grrr you know they could have <laughs> it roars now they could have yes. yeah but um maybe it just it couldn't roar that one that they use obviously it became very iconic the roaring uh, thing but mm. come the talkies or or as the lions call it the roaries <laughs> he was uh out of work but it was so odd mm. let uh, we know what it's doing when it opens its mouth like that well, it, i've never seen a lion look uncomfortable before. Seems a waste of a lion, though. What, even you go in to your... the trouble of booking one. Get it Alan, to... even yeah. during his childhood years in Kinshasa <laughs> that you told us about earlier. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's extraordinary. Well, I never, never remember a mute lion <laughs> out there. I found them uh, at best. They would um, sort of growl, but you know, I never heard one purr. Uh, that's because they were kept in very unkind captivity, I suspect. Absolute Radio. With Frank Skinner. Any more word from the outside world? Yeah, Frank, we've had some texts in. Uh, 592. Do you ever, this is from Amy, do you ever listen really carefully to a song to hear the singer catching their breath after a long note or lots of lyrics? 
It's something I find myself doing often, but wondered if anyone else did. That's a brilliant thing to do, Amy. <laughs> I think that's a resounding yes in this room. I don't yeah. know I ever have done oh, that. Oh, I've definitely done that. I don't, oh, I don't, I do. I don't like that bit when you hear fingers sort of scraping on guitar. So it goes... <laughs> it goes do, 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 do. Yeah. You hear them sort no, of... No, that's uh, only when you listen to the fall, darling. No, no. <laughs> when, when they slide... Acoustics are particular culprits. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to, like, blues or something like that. Well, I don't that. listen to blues. If you were. Mm. Yeah. If you were. I mean, I, that's I'm, I'm thinking it. if you were listening to, say, um... Judy Tsuk. Say oh, if you are yes. listening to a Judy Tsuk album. I don't mm. think I've got a Judy Tsuk album. No, I'll, um... Lend us one. Well, I would, I haven't got any either. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has. Strangest exchange I've ever had. I, once met, uh, I, I once met Judy Sook, and, and she hadn't got any either. <laughs> she, said she, just, she said she was listening one day, she just got sick of it. Have you really? Uh, yeah. No. Of course he hasn't. He's worked with them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have had word from the outside world uh, this week. Somebody sent an email in. I don't know if you remember uh, last week or the week before, you. You espoused your idea that dogs should have surnames and full names and human names, mm. and and the name you plucked, I thought at random, was Martin Henderson. It was at random. It just sounds like a good standard mm. human name. Well, we've had an email in titled Martin Henderson. Hi, everyone. We couldn't decide upon a name for our Jack Russell pup when we had her seven years ago, so I said I'd randomly pick a name from the paper. Yes, the name I found was Martin Henderson. What? So I was amazed to hear Frank say that he what? liked the name for the dog last week. Love the show, thanks, Adrian. P.S. We decided to go with the name Betty after thinking more. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you I don't like want the idea that, that he was having. So did you just absolute... pluck that name from. Well, you know, the top it's, of your it's head. the most ordinary name I could think of. Mm. And it just sounded like a funny dog name. How, how can one ever truly define one's comic instincts? But the fact that's. That is, I think, probably my first ever psychic experience, if that's a true story. Seven years later. Well, what's He's lucky the... that he didn't end up with Tony Blair as the name of his dog, but, really. But what, what's the chances of, of two people coming up with Martin Henderson as a dog name? What are the chances <laughs> of that happening? Um, that's this week's texting. That, that catchphrase is uh, <laughs> copyright, by the way. If there's any mathematicians uh, listening. That is... On... Betty, I'm not sure about... If I know if I had a dog called Betty, that I would be saying "Ooh, Betty!" <laughs> ooh, every ooh, Betty. Po- I mean, just over ooh, and Betty, over. Betty, you've done a whoopsie on the floor. Yeah, but <laughs> I would be saying "Ooh, Betty" till I got sick of it, and then I still would still yeah. be saying it. Like by the end, I'd be going "Ooh, Betty" in a very not not, not giving it not giving <laughs> oh, it so any that's Crawford. My, that's my goddaughter's name. I don't want some mangy old mutt having that name. Ooh, Betty. It's out there. It's bound to oh, Betty! <laughs> That's what it'd be like. How often would you really enjoy? Ooh, Betty! Ever, never again. I'd say about the first seven years, probably. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I could do seven years of of the Crawford. Oh dear, I broke something on the desk. Wreck! Mm. Could that's like a small jewel come off the bottom? Anyway, not very interesting for people. Someone has texted saying the MGM lion was from Dublin Zoo. How do they know these things? I don't know. I, I, when you think Five about it, though, seven. when it roars, the MGM line, when when the talkies came in, there is an element of... ...about it. There is a Dublin... Yes. Um, if you want to download Not The Weekend podcast, I suggest you get a computer. <laughs> it's available to download from Wednesday, and that's us talking about other things. Mm. Um... 
Oh, Mark! Sorry, it says mention Mark Crossley. <laughs> oh, Mark Crossley. Mark Crossley oh, is God. next on the next show. And um, he's giving me that look of, I had that all through school. Mm. I don't want it now. <laughs> now I'm an adult and a respected broadcaster. But I'll make up to him in between this bit. Um, it's been lovely and um, it's been so great to have Emily back. And Aww. there is big love in the room. Um, so um, if the good Lord spares us and the Greek creeks don't rise, the Greeks may rise. Let's <laughs> okay. face it, they're, they're on the verge. <laughs> Um, we'll be back next week at the same time. Ta-ra a bit. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. Skimmer.